Welcome back, everybody, to QC Fantasy Podcast. A little different voice to start out the podcast for you today. This week, we are missing Graham. Graham is now the one that is on vacation, so it is just going to be myself, Taylor, and Chris today. Chris, go ahead and say hey. Hey, guys. I'm thrilled to be back, and I'm ready to go. Yeah, Chris, well, what were you up to the last, last couple of weeks? Something I, exciting? Yeah, some exciting stuff. Exciting stuff. I got I got married a few weeks ago, and then we went on our honeymoon to uh, to Fiji. Oh yeah, it must have been an unbelievable time. We uh, we missed you. We've been uh, we've all been all over the place lately. I went out of town, and then Chris went out of town, and then I got sick, and then Graham went out of town, and now we're back. Graham's still gone, so we're still two out of the three, but uh, but we're still getting back into it. And with that being said, let's go ahead and get into some NFL news. All right, so the big news over the last couple weeks, uh, Baker Mayfield finally traded to the Carolina Panthers. Uh, This is going to be big news for the wide receivers, I feel like, which we will talk about a little bit later. And wish we had Graham on the podcast to talk about his Panthers, but... (laughs) Yeah. I mean, we f- we feel like we felt like this was coming. I mean, it was the talk that was the best destination. We feel like it was either here or Seattle. Finally, Baker Mayfield gets moved to the Panthers. Panthers pretty much get a steal. Uh, I believe it was a seventh and maybe a sixth, depending on uh, some things that happen with Baker's play or something along those lines, as well as the Browns are paying two thirds of the contract. So uh, I'm sure they love that. And the Browns kind of played their hand early with signing Watson before moving Baker, but now he's there. Uh, Chris, what are your thoughts on Baker being there? DJ Moore, maybe everything along those lines. Well, what I'm most sad about is apparently with Baker's move to, to Carolina means his, uh, his deal with progressive and his commercials are, are no more. Right. So I'm, I'm very sad about that. Those, those will be missed. Baker and Baker and his wife at the stadium. So, oh, of course, sad about that. Yes. Um, as long as Baker wins the starting job, um, they, they GM for the Panthers did come out and say there will be an open competition between him and Sam Darnold. Um, I think as long as Baker is the starter, this is great news for DJ Moore. Um, mm-hmm. I think with Darnold, his his ceiling was quite limited. Um, I believe he is he joins Stephon Diggs as the only active receivers to have uh, to have three straight uh, thousand yard seasons. Uh, something somewhere about DJ pretty good Moore. company. Yeah, good company. Um, but this is great news for DJ Moore, and I will say this is good news for Christian McCaffrey as well, as long as he stays healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, assuming Baker is the starter. I think this Panthers offense will be better. Um, they still have a ton of issues on the O line, but with Baker in there, I'm actually going to move McCaffrey up my up my redraft rankings, um, probably from four to to two, right behind yeah. Jonathan Taylor. Um, if I have, if by some by some magic, if I have a lot of number one overall picks this year, um, I'll probably have shares of of McCaffrey and Taylor. Um, Go back to the well one more time with with CMC, but I think this is good news for McCaffrey and great news for DJ Moore. Yeah, I think uh, 
in as far as dynasty, I don't think McCaffrey can get too big of a bump for me. I can't really move him up from three above Harris or Taylor yet. Uh, DJ Moore definitely moves up in that tier he's in. Um, Baker Mayfield obviously is going to move up. He'd, he'd be somewhere around the kind of the 20th spot for me, the Tannehill, Mac Jones, Davis Mills range, because um, he's got some good weapons. I, I feel like the outcome for the for the skill position players is probably going to be somewhere around the same if we're kind of statting it out, ranking it out. But I feel like it opens up more potential for this offense. I mean, your potential was limited with Sam Darnold or Matt Corral, let's be honest. Yeah. You bring a guy that's that's played games, he's been in tough situations, he's been on tough teams, uh, and he's played with good good receivers before, so he knows how to kind of unlock some potential potentially. Um, yeah, I mean, it was so only it I, was I like it. two years ago when Baker led led the Browns to the playoffs, and they were just a few minutes away from beating Mahomes and the Chiefs in the divisional round. So exactly, I mean, Cleveland did Baker dirty, if if you ask me. Um, but I think Baker does have good football left in him. I don't think he's necessarily. Especially in one quarterback leagues, maybe two quarterback leagues. I don't necessarily think he's a great option as a fantasy quarterback, but he I, he will elevate um, elevate Moore's Moore's play. And I I still yeah. think you can touch guys like Robbie Anderson or or Terrace Marshall for sure. Uh, speaking of Cleveland quarterbacks, still talking about Deshaun Watson. The only thing is we uh, we saw, we heard from a radio show, ESPN Cleveland. Uh, someone is hearing that he's rumored to only have six to eight game suspension. That being said, it is a Cleveland radio show. Cleveland sports outlets are known to just pick just, and prod and kind of almost just guess at things from time to time. So I'm not looking too much into it. At the same time, if it is six to eight, I mean, you got to lean more on the eight side. Um, there's no way he's not suspended at least half a season. Yeah. Uh, but I, I still think he's gone for the full season. Um, what do you think? I mean, I'm almost tired tired of talking about it at this point. Well, I think we're going to have an answer in the next 10 days or, or so. Or, excuse me, the next uh, two weeks. Because I think the Browns training camp starts up July 29th. So I think we'll have an answer, answer by then. Um, yeah. But, I mean, Cleveland fans and talk show hosts, they're just shameless, aren't they? It's just oh, yeah, it's, it's like their home. nothing you want to listen to. No. Speaking of things uh, you don't want to listen to, we had a trade to the Bears. Nikhil Harry gets traded to the Bears. Uh, I feel like we're only talking about this just because it's something that happened. A skill position player got traded. I don't think it has any impact for either team. Maybe it even opens up the Patriots a little bit more. Just because Nikhil Harry's not there. It could. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, is Nikhil Harry going to be even a top three wide receiver there? Bayless Jones, uh, Darnell Mooney. I mean, is he the third receiver there? I, I'm not I'm not raising any eyebrows at it. Yeah, I mean, neither, neither am I. You know, I mean, at best, the third receiver on on a pretty terrible, terrible offense. Yeah. Um, I still like Darnell Mooney. Um, you know, Harry's not going to take snaps away away from him. I mean, I mean, let's be honest. Nikhil Harry is more likely to help the other team 
get interceptions than yeah. to make plays for for his own team. At least that yeah. was my takeaway from the Bills Patriots game in Week 16 last uh, or Week 15 last year. So right. I mean, yeah, I mean it'll be a, it'll be a battle between him, Byron Pringle, Daz Newsom, and Tajay Sharp, and I mean throwing what Dante Pettis, Dante St. Brown. It's just a, it's a, a cluster of guys that just aren't going to help for anything. You know, no. it's yeah, yeah, it's tough. I mean, Chicago's um, terrible. What you know, what's there to say? Yeah, I mean, it's a wasteland. You don't you don't want to have to think about anybody on Chicago pretty much all year. <laughs> yeah. Um, last bit of news we've got Rob Gronkowski makes the news. He, uh, he insists he is quote done with football, even if Tom Brady calls. So I've been seeing people hang on to him in dynasty. Uh, we will do the dynasty tight end rankings next episode. So that will certainly reflect where he's at. He may not even make the list. Um, so Gronk is done officially as so he says, I'm pretty sure he said that last time though. So I mean, what are we what are we eyeing a week fourteen return to the Bucks for Gronk? Basically, is what that means. <laughs> I guess so. I mean, Gronk does what Gronk wants, so yeah. mean, he's an unpredictable human being. But if you're a Cameron Bray fan, this is this is great news, though. Oh yeah, yeah, great news for the tight end room and and uh, for the Bucks for redraft. I'd say just with the Tom Brady leaving, I wouldn't. I wouldn't really want to spend much on those tight ends for dynasty. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm surely you can snag them at the end, but. Uh, maybe in a redraft league, if you can for some reason put retired, spended players on your IR, grab them in your uh, grab oh. them in your redraft leagues, stash them for until week fourteen comes, and he's probably going to play for your championship team and score three touchdowns, and you're going to win. So uh, that's, that's basically Watson where we're at after an eight game suspension. That too, oh, yeah. Don't be sure to uh, not drop him in in redraft or dynasty. So. All right, that is going to do it for the news. Let's get into my Dynasty wide receiver rankings. All right, so similar as the weeks prior, I know, Chris, you missed an episode in between, so just a refresher for everybody involved. Uh, I'm going to run down my top 12 and top 24 wide receivers, uh, two separate parts. Chris is going to pick them apart, tell me what he likes, tell me what he dislikes, and you guys tell me what you like and what you dislike as well. At QC Fantasy on Twitter, give us a shout. Um, and then we're going to do a little bit more deep dive into the into the guys after the top 24, just because there are so many. So we'll be certain to hit on uh, a lot of guys here. Uh, try and get through it a little quickly, just because there is so many. But uh, I will go ahead and start with my top 12. So my wide receiver ones, basically, as you might hear around the fantasy landscape. Uh, I feel like the top two is pretty uh, pretty set. It's either Justin Jefferson or Jamar Chase. And I personally have them in that order. Uh, I like Justin Jefferson first. Um, it's at that point. It's it's for me. It's a gut feeling. I mean, there's really nothing that you can say that might differentiate the two of them. You've got arguments for both sides. Um, maybe Jamar Chase just with Joe Burrow. You might have him a little bit longer, but I think Justin Jefferson is just as talented. So I've got him first. Uh, another young guy comes in at third, C.D. Lamb, a guy that is projected to jump into that tier. Uh, I've got him sitting right behind them at third. Fourth is A.J. Brown on a new team, which will be a theme for today. Uh, he comes in at fourth for me. still young, uh, as you guys have heard before. I think Jalen Hurts' season is coming up, so it's going to bode well for him. Again, another new team player coming in at five. My prior boy, Devontae Adams. Uh, I say as I look at his jersey hanging on my wall, 
rest in peace, Devontae Adams. Uh, Cooper Cup comes in at six after Adams after a great year. Stefan Diggs comes after him at seven. T. Higgins, Debo Samuel, DK Metcalf, another slew of young, talented wide receivers come in at eight, nine, and ten. Rounding off the 11 and 12 spot, a pair of teammates that I could not find the uh, confidence to separate them. Tyreek Hill, then Jalen Waddle for me. Like I've said in the past, the win now advantage will give me a, a tie break on most guys. I feel like Tyreek Hill will have a better season, but as my rankings show, it's not by a lot. So I've got Tyreek Hill at 11, Jalen Waddle at 12, and that rounds off my top 12. Chris, what say you? I think you. I think the players are correct. Um, I would probably flip a few a few things, but it's really just minor minor details. But I, I think your players are, are definitely spot on. Um, I think you're a, you're a Jamar Chase guy, right? I I love Jamar Chase, and don't get me wrong, I love Justin Jefferson, but I'd probably flip mm-hmm. them in Dynasty just because. I don't know Jefferson's quarterback situation after this year, and I think Burrow and and Chase are just they're gonna light right. up the league for a long time. Um, also, because I'm a believer in Jalen Hurts, I'd flip AJ Brown and CD Lamb. Um, besides, yeah. besides that, um, I mean, normally I'd probably put Debo a little bit higher, but it, with his contract and future uncertain you know that's a pretty good spot uh if d i mean if if seattle had a quarterback d dk would be a lot higher yeah um, but you still can't discount the youth and the ability athleticism. Yeah, I mean, he's, potential to go somewhere else he's going to be fine he's going to be a, a wide receiver one especially in dynasty yeah. you have to have him um so yeah just minor things but i think the play you got the players down yeah yeah that's fair i I mean, as much as I like Jalen Hurts, I just I can't move AJ Brown ahead of Ceedee Lamb just yet. A uh, little bit of maybe some more so injury risk with AJ yeah, Brown. Ceedee Lamb, it's almost like I'm confident and banking on the fact that he will be that wide receiver one. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's going to be the dog for that offense. Um, the guy we might talk about a little later. Now that we're talking about the Cowboys, Jalen Tolbert's kind of getting some hype. Uh, even while on vacation, Graham made sure to send in our group chat uh, Jalen Tolbert with some side-eye emojis. So he is, instead of thinking of his wife and his kid, he's thinking about Jalen Tolbert on vacation. So that lets you guys know where we're kind of at in uh, in our football stance. But uh, moving priorities, on right? to the, yeah, exactly. It's I mean, it's priorities. I hope she uh, does not listen to this. I'm sure Graham enjoyed that one. Uh, <laughs> moving on to the wide receiver two range. Um and I know I mentioned to you this before, but rounding out that tier three for me and starting in my wide receiver two, uh, it's Deontay Johnson. I feel like he's in that same tier three as T. Higgins, Debo, and then down to Deontay. Mm-hmm. He's at the tail end of me. Um, he's a. It's the same thing as DK Metcalf quarterback-wise. I feel like Metcalf is just a little bit more talented. Uh, he's shown that he can do a little bit more than Deontay, so that's why I've got him below. But the reason Johnson is at the bottom is because of quarterback play. Uh, just a little concerned with Trubisky, a little concerned with Kenny Pickett for now. Uh, going to have to see it from these guys. I'm sure Deontay's still going to get his, and obviously I'm confident that he does. Um, and then similar to the second wide receiver in my wide receiver two, Drake London. Uh, I, I love London as a rookie. I feel like you've got to get him early. 
Um, it's great. He, it's the same thing though. Mariota, Desmond Ritter. What's really going to go on there? Hopefully, Ritter takes over sooner rather than later. Although I'm hearing good things about Mariota in camp. Uh, he's looking crisp. He's on target. Uh, I do feel like in the long run, though, Ritter's going to be better for him. Uh, and then another guy that's been kind of in the news, DJ Moore, comes in at 15 for me. I recently moved him above the next two guys, Terry McLaurin and Chris Godman, on my list. Like I said in the beginning, it's just that unlock of potential. Uh, he's already done it. There's no way it can be worse unless something bad happens to him, knock on wood. But you're telling me that he's going to play worse without Sam Darnold? Mm, I don't buy it. I think he's going to be the same, if not better, than what he was. Uh, really, what Baker Mayfield brings to the team is it quiets those regression talks. You know, you see a guy with three straight thousand yards, you think, oh, surely he's got to have a bad season. I think this is certainly going to help him not have uh, a regression season. So, um, and then, like I mentioned, Terry McLaurin, 16, Godwin, 17, Godwin being further down just because of the injury. Um, and then one of my guys I love, who I will talk about at the end of the show as well, Rashad Bateman comes in at 18. I think he has the best chance of the wide receivers twos to move up just because of his potential um, with Lamar, Lamar wanting to pass more. The offense almost seemingly want to pass more. Uh, I just got to see it first. So he's a healthy wide receiver too. Uh, just for now, I've I've got to wait and see. So I'm tempering a little bit, keeping him below guys like Terry, guys like Godwin, um, even the rookie Drake London. Uh, and then speaking of rookie, coming in right behind him at number 19, Garrett Wilson. Um, Graham loves Zach Wilson. I love Zach Wilson now too because of the news that came out on him. Shout out to Zach Wilson. Um, but I've got him there. I feel like that offense is going to be more improved. Garrett Wilson is my number one talent, uh, talent wise rookie wide receiver this year. So I just think the situation could have been a little better. Let's say if London and Garrett Wilson switched, I probably would switch them as well. Um, just because that offense will seemingly be a little bit more unlocked, uh, a little more weapons on the Falcons team currently than the jets offer. Um, but after that we go just a couple more young guys. Michael Pittman comes in at 20. He's now got Matt Ryan. What can he do this year? Uh, 21 is Chris Olave, another rookie. So my third rookie. Uh, 22nd is Mike Williams, a guy that has slowly risen up my draft board. Uh, another guy that Graham loves. And then rounding out the wide receiver twos, Devontae Smith on the Eagles and Mike Evans with the Bucks. Uh, so Chris. Uh, I know there's a couple guys we might have mentioned in there pre-show to talk about. So uh, what say you of the wide receiver twos? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot to unpack here. There's a lot of young guys with a lot of talent with question marks. I mean, I guess I'll start with Chris Godwin. Um, I, I mean, the, I had him last year in, in our Queen City League, and he was just, he was a beast. There's there's no getting around it. Um do worry about the injury because this is his second serious injury um, in his in his career. I think I believe his he tore his ACL in his second year, um, and now mm -hmm. it's happened. Uh, now it's happened again. I'm not sure if it's the same le leg, but regardless, it, it's concerning. Um, Rashad Bateman. I mean, he is an enigma, isn't he? Just we have sure it because we have we have like no sample size. Um, you know, the, we know the talents there. Um, it, it's and I think Lamar is a great 
quarterback. Like I, I think yeah, I, people knock on his throwing skills and his accuracy, but I, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not really buying it. I'm just I'm worried that Baltimore will just continue to pound the run because that's that's who right. they are. Um, I like DJ Moore. I, Drake London's going to get peppered with targets. Him and Pitts are just good. they're going to eat all the targets there, so he's going to be a target monster. Um, so I like I like that take. Uh. I mean, I'm happy for Terry McLaurin that he's staying in Washington, but that's a that's a legitimate quarterback uh, concern. Yeah, it just it just I feel like it capped that ceiling, right? He could yeah. have gone somewhere else, and it's I mean, he he hasn't even had that good of finishes already, and I'm even got him above to where he's finished at 16. Um, turns out that that's where the Expert consensus ranking is, and I saw something uh, Fantasy Pros put out, and they said that he was a value pick at wide receiver 16. And I said, hold on a second. Uh, And I had to uh, take time out of my day to throw a comment on that post and say, how is he possibly a value pick at 16? That makes no sense. Did he even even finish as a wide receiver two last year? No, uh, he did. He did. He's finished as a two every year, but it's low. He's been a low end two every year. Yeah. that's and in this, of the it, offense and in. exactly, and this shows where I've got him now. Shows the the little ceiling bump that he gets with Wentz because obviously he's a better quarterback. But I don't, I mean, I don't see him finishing above fifteen. Wentz was awful. Maybe he was just so right. mad with the Colts. So Terry, I, I feel like that's as high as most people can put Terry. Mm-hmm. I mean, and he might even be below Godwin and Rashad Bateman for some. Uh, I mean, you're telling me you're going to put him above DJ Moore? You're going to take him above Drake London, Deontay, Jalen Waddle? I just I'd rather I have Michael it. Pittman in Dynasty. Yeah, you did mention that to me as well. So so you feel like Michael Pittman might be a little bit low uh, sitting down there at 20? You might see him as a high-end yeah, wide receiver too yeah, instead of a lower-end middle tier? It's because, I mean, how long is Matt Ryan's deal with the Colts? I believe it should be two years. Yeah, like, my, I mean, Matt Ryan can still, he can still do it. <laughs> He's, yeah, I think he's got two years left. Yeah, like I'm still a believer in Matt Ryan. I mean, it was only a year and a half ago that he supported Calvin Ridley's wide receiver one season. Right. Um, and he support in the past he has supported um, two wide receiver ones and Calvin mm-hmm. maybe maybe not two wide receiver ones, but Calvin Ridley and, and Julio Jones have both both flourished with right. Matt Ryan, and I just. I just I, I I like Pittman because I think Ryan will be good enough to make Pittman a, a rock star, and they'll also have time to find their quarterback of the future in the next year or two. So I'm right. I really like Michael Pittman, um, and I think we'll we'll probably get um, a few more. Mike Williams is just he is so inconsistent. I just I they paid him he is. and he's. I just I don't know what to expect. Like he could finish as like with his ceiling, he could finish as the wide receiver one this year. If oh yeah, with with Herbert, with Herbert, yeah. Um, I mean, if he plays if he plays sixteen games, he's he's got an an unbelievable shot at being top five. Yeah. Um. But that's the thing with him: is he going to play sixteen games? Yeah. Yeah. It's tough. He. uh, I mean, he finished it. At 12 last year, so he's a wide receiver one in PPR. A little bit better in standard, so if you're playing standard, which I hope you don't, 
um, he's gonna he's gonna be better. Yeah, uh, but even then, he played. That's why I mentioned sixteen games. He played sixteen last year, but he still came out of a couple. Um, yes, I mean, if he gets he got one hundred twenty nine targets last year and, and seventy six catches. Let's say that goes up to what one hundred thirty targets, but maybe he catches twenty more balls. Well, they just That's, made him. They he's going to be that kind of exactly, so, exactly. They're they're going to be. He's going to be vying for a for a for a top spot, not just one of those. Ooh, I squeak into the back half of the wide receiver one range. I think he's going to be a lot higher. Uh, Graham would certainly defend him a little bit harder, and I feel like we're both high on him, but we kind of look at the more of injury inconsistency side. Mm-hmm. Graham's got a little bit of best ball bias. If you're in best ball, he's a, I mean, he's what a t- he's a top ten wide receiver for best ball. <laughs> Could be, you know, yeah. he's he's got to be. He's somewhere. He's sitting somewhere around ten. So, uh, I I like him where I'm at. I mean, he's still wide receiver two. That's where I take him as. Um, I traded a pick earlier this year. I think it was 107. Uh, I traded Mike Williams for the 107 straight up, and I took a Lave, and I've got a Lave right ahead of Mike Williams. So. Uh, for me, it was a little bit of a youth move, um, but that's kind of how I view him. Yeah. Just a little inconsistency. I'd rather take the shot on a lave for a young team. Yeah. Um, but let's kind of let's kind of bounce around a little bit here. So let's drop a few spots. Uh, let's go to the thirty and thirty-first ranked wide receivers. Pair of guys on new teams, sitting back to back. Marquise Brown at thirty. Amari Cooper right behind him for me at thirty-one. Um, Cooper being the reason he's down there, he's just a little bit older. I think he still finishes well. Um, how many games does Watson play this year, especially? How many are we going to miss without him? That is a little bit more determining factor. Um, if he had Watson for the full season, I'd probably move him up a little bit more. He might creep into the top 24, but kind of same thing for Marquise Brown. How good is Kyler going to be this year? I know Graham loves him, but... It's just, I mean, Hopkins is going to come back halfway through the season. How much is he going to take away? Uh, or after six games, sorry, not halfway. Um, you've still got A.J. Green there. You've got the running backs he likes to throw to. You've got the running game itself between Kyler and James Conner. So it's, I like him. He's young. I like them on Baltimore. Um, I think it does more for Rashad Bateman, as you can see, obviously, than it does for Marquise Brown. Um I mean, they're both behind guys like Traylon Burks, Jameson Williams, uh, Jerry Judy, Sky Moore. And then you've got Brown and Amari Cooper that round out the top 31. So I, I feel like I, I could not bring myself to move him up any higher. What do you think? Yeah, I think you're spot on with Amari Cooper. He's He's got maybe two good years left, and they're all, right. both tied to to Deshaun Watson. So let's... So I mean, theoretically, at best, you're getting like a year and a half of good Amari Cooper right. left, which isn't great. What is that worth to you? Uh, yeah, it's not great for Dynasty. So, I mean, theoretically, right. you can move him down maybe even a little more. I, the more we get closer to the season, the, the more I start to like Marquise Brown with the Cardinals. Even with Hopkins coming back in, I think it's week eight. Um, I don't yeah, it should know. be week eight it's, with the bye week in there. Yeah, there's just there's something about the NFL right now and quarterbacks getting getting receivers that they have a really good relationship and I'm having like a, 
like I keep going back to Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase and how they were teammates and really good friends at at LSU and now now look at them they're dominating the pros. I'm I'm not right. saying Kyler and Hollywood are are going to be lighting up the league, um, but they have they've already got that connection. Um, they've got a re- they've got a great relationship apparently. Like I I think I read that they're best friends. Um, oh yeah. Like so AJ Brown, Jalen Hurts type of thing. Yeah. So even if Arizona self may not be like, I don't think they'll be as good as people think they'll be. Um, I still think they'll be good for fantasy purposes. As long as Kyler is good, I still I still like Hollywood Brown. And as a youngster, he's even more appealing because they. Uh, I think because it could be an I easy mean, argument to say to, if like how much time does yeah Hop go ahead really. How much time does Hopkins yeah. realistically have left? Yeah, that's at an elite yeah. level. And AJ Green. But let's say, let's say when Hopkins comes back, I mean, does Marquise Brown move to the third option on offense? Maybe even the fourth, depending on how good James Connors is again behind throwing to Hopkins, Kyler running himself and running it with James Connor. I mean, he's going to be fighting for the I third don't spot. Think his so. role. I don't think he, like he may lose a few targets, but I think his target. I don't think Hollywood's yeah. gonna get an obscene amount of targets. Like I wouldn't right. be surprised be... if Zach Ertz had more targets than than Hollywood, but I think the quality, right. the quality. Yeah, you of, could you uh, could easily argue the quality of targets will be better. Yeah, significantly better. Right. So I don't. I mean, he's think... coming. He's coming off of 145 last year with Baltimore. Does he get around that mark again this year? I think it's somewhere. Between 100 to 145, maybe 120. Yeah, something like that. Maybe. I mean, with Clint, with Kingsbury, anything's possible. Yeah, you can't discount the fact that they play really fast as well. <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe he just he, he he could have a drive where he gets four targets on one drive. You know, whether it be short, long, whatever. So I could see it, but uh, I feel like Hollywood is the kind of player that's going to come out really hot. It's going to be like a Tyreek Hill kind of. Well, he's going to have to, deal. right? He's going to, he's going to pop off for big touchdowns early in the season, and then teams will adjust to it and make. I, I think he could be a good trade, trade away target. Yes. Trade him, and by week four, maybe if he starts hot, Hopkins mm-hmm. comes back. Maybe he regresses, get pretty good value for him. Um, I don't know. But speaking of young guys with a little bit of question marks, kind of bopped down a little bit to one of my favorite guys. I have him ranked 37, excuse me, um, but I love him like he's the wide receiver one. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, another wide receiver on a new team. Uh, He is now on the Chiefs. I think he's going to be the bona fide number one there. Uh, I'm hearing talks that uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling is the Best looking wide receiver there, but unless he cut his hands off and grew new ones, I don't think that's the case. He's got bricks for hands. I watched it for years. Juju is just gonna is back with a talented quarterback. I mean, when Big Ben had that season with him and Antonio Brown, he's still a talented quarterback. If Juju can get open, which he can, and he can still make plays, I mean, he's still so young. I feel like he's going to return such great value. But th- this is the place where he's being drafted. So. You can only rank him really where you drafted him. I mean, you don't want to reach on him, but I'm getting him in the eighth, seventh, eighth, ninth round. I'll take that all day long on a young guy like him as my wide receiver three. Like, give me that all day. Yeah, I mean, it's a no-brainer decision. I mean, whether it's 
you just you have to take the chance. Like, what other kind of player are you going to get that has a proven track record of being a, right. a high quality fantasy receiver in an elite offense as your wide receiver three or four? Like, you won't be able to find that anywhere else in exactly. in your drafts. Yeah, I mean, you're getting a wide receiver one as your wide receiver three, uh, like. That's that's where are the question of, marks? That's the kind of move that wins wins your leagues. Exactly. You you draft a player like that that doesn't pose a lot of risk. He returns value. Next thing you know, you're drafting him as a wide receiver three, wide receiver four, and he's a wide receiver two. That that's what's going to push you over the edge in those championship weeks. Um, that's what's going to advance you in the playoffs. That's what's going to get you in the playoffs. Um, speaking of a guy that can do that, quickly mentioned Brandon Cooks. Another guy that you can't really rank much higher just because of situation, a little bit of age, but just always produces. Uh, I love where he's at. I, I, I've been taking him as well. Um, I mean, you got to tell me you're you're still high on Brandon Cooks, right? For this year, yeah. I mean, I, I like Davis Webb as well. Davis Mills. Davis Mills. I think I've done that like three or four times. It's all right. Oh. We'll get over it. But yeah, Brandon Cooks, he produces every every single year. Um yeah. until he until he doesn't, you keep right. you keep rolling him out there. Have to. Um I know we talked about Hopkins, so let's mention another uh, another guy in his age bracket. Michael Thomas, I've got at forty six. I think coming off of injury, coming off not playing a lot of football. Uh it's tough to predict that he will be back at that level of record breaking Michael Thomas. Um, I can't see myself bringing him up any higher behind a couple of these young guys, Darnell Mooney, Chase Claypool, and then a couple of veterans that are better. I mean, you got Keenan Allen ahead of him, Tyler Lockett, uh, even Allen Robinson I put ahead of him. Just guys I'd rather have than Michael Thomas currently. Um, is he maybe a, a trade for target in a dynasty league if you're making a run and he happens to be on a team that's rebuilding but is holding him for value? Would I send us? Would I send a... Second round pick, or maybe if I can get a third round sometime in the middle of the season, maybe if I need a wide receiver, and that's if he's producing. But I don't think he will that much. That whole Saints offense, a uh, lot of targets to go around, a lot of young guys that are probably going to be a little more explosive. I mean, Alave, Jarvis Landry can still get it done. Um, he's he's a little banged up as well, but certainly played football more recently. Um, I just don't like. Uh, I'm just not on the Michael Thomas train, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, neither, neither am I. Um, I think the Saints were kind of like if the Saints were weren't worried about Michael Thomas, they wouldn't have drafted Chris Olave in the first round. I mean, they're practicing. Yeah, and they and they wouldn't have needed Jarvis Landry, who is basically Michael Thomas. Like, yeah. So I think. I mean, as much as I hate to say it, like last year was could have been the beginning of the end for for Michael Thomas, not just for fantasy, right. but for his NFL career overall, which is sad because we're just right. two years removed from his from his historic uh, his, his historic season. So yeah, just it's a shame, unbelievable amount of catches. Yeah, it's a shame, but that's that's where we're at. Yeah. Um couple more guys I'll mention, just two more, and then I'll kind of go run through my rookie rankings real quick. Uh, Russell Gage, I've got him down at 58, and Alan Lazard down at 61. Russell Gage being a guy that might help you early in the season more before Godwin comes back, um, you can get good use out of him still at a very 
pretty cheap price. Um, Alan Lazard, much of the same. Like I said about about Juju, he is currently the number one on the Packers offense. Um, I mean, if you're getting him as your wide receiver five or wide receiver six, you're not looking to start him any week unless you got a bye week. I'll I'll take that shot. Um, it's not even really a a Packers bias take because I don't think he'll be that good week in week out. But I'm going to feel more comfortable starting Alan Lazard in a bye week than I am some of these other wide receivers in that range, like a like a Kadarius Tony or a Tim Patrick, Curtis Samuel, that are down in this range that are maybe not the number one options on their team. Um, it's just more potential for more points than some of these other guys. He's also so, got a guy named Aaron Rodgers playing quarterback. Yeah, exactly. It's There's always a chance for Alan Lazard to catch six passes for 100 yards and two touchdowns in, in a game, yeah. and that's going to win you a week because you drafted him as your wide receiver six. Mm-hmm. So, um, all right, let's run through the rookie rankings real quick. Um, I mentioned a couple at the top. I've got Drake London at one. Garrett Wilson at two, Alave at three, gets a little tight here. Traylon Burks at four, Jamison Williams right behind him in my overall rankings, and also fifth on the rookie rankings. Uh, then it goes Sky Moore. A little bit further down is Jahan Dotson, uh, and then it's like bunched up again. George Pickens, Christian Watson again on the Packers. Can he be that wide receiver one? We shall see. It's going to be an interesting battle in camp. Uh, then we got Jalen Tolbert on the Cowboys, who's getting some hype, as I mentioned. David Bell, Alec Pierce, John Mechie, Khalil Shakur, Calvin Austin, Tyquan Thornton, and then a couple other guys. Danny Gray, Wandell Robinson, and Velas Jones are really all the guys you need to be worried about. Uh, a couple other guys I kind of like, Romeo Dobbs on the Packers has been getting some praise, and Justin Ross on the Chiefs are some guys that... <laughs> yeah. uh, you might want to grab in the fifth round of your draft, just in case. I mean, that's what the fifth round's for if you've got five rounds. Just uh, take a couple flyers. Um, Chris, any thoughts on uh, my rookie order? I think it's I think it's pretty good. I'd probably move Sky Moore up a little bit, a little bit more, just because he's tied to Mahomes. Um, and he, you know, if he develops, he's going to be the guy in, in a potent offense. Um... And I mean, I just, I like the Colts offense too. So I'm a little higher on Alec Pierce than, than maybe you are, but that's just, yeah. it's just me. Uh, I feel like you could swap him with David Bell maybe, but uh, I, I couldn't yeah, see putting him over Tolbert or Watson, Pickens even. Yeah. But I could yeah, see that. I hate Jahan Dotson. I'm sorry. I just, I can't, anyone on wow. Washington, I just, I can't do it. I just, I, I, that's can't, fair. I can't do it. Like George Pickens might be the wide receiver too by the end of the year on Pittsburgh. Like a lot of these guys, a lot of these rookie receivers have chances to like step up oh, yeah. and just be the Dot- man. Dotson will be the wide receiver too, probably no doubt. Well, on, uh, Washington I mean, just out of pure necessity on how putrid Washington is. Um, yeah, like Drake London, Garrett yeah. Wilson, Chris Olave, Traylon Burks. Um. Jamison Williams, Sky Moore, Christian Watson. Um, the, all these, of the, these guys can be of, thrown into action pretty all of, quick. All of those guys could be their, their team's best receiver by the end of this year. Oh, yeah. yeah even Jalen Tolbert, the talk we were hearing was that he's going to be starting at wide receiver two for the Cowboys by uh, week one. So a lot of these rookies, we're going to see a lot of playing time. They're going to have a lot of game film. 
So we are excited to see that. Uh, as we typically do, let's do a couple hot takes on some wide receivers here for this season, for the future. Uh, I know it's Dynasty Rank, so, you know, do, uh, do whatever you're feeling. Uh, I can go first here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back to my guy Rashad Bateman. Uh, my hot take is that he finishes as a, I think he finishes as a low-end wide receiver one. Uh, I feel like that's pretty safe as far as hot takes go. I'm not going to say he's going to be too high, but next year he is going to be drafted as a wide receiver one. So I'm thinking where Jalen Waddle might be, he's going to be at the tail end of that wide receiver one. I still think he's just going to explode. Uh, he has risen very hard up my rankings. So I think he's going to be a one this year. And a one next year, tail end of both. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pretty much pivot right. Or right, I'm just gonna copy you, Taylor, like almost straight up. But that's I'm, fair. Hey, that's all right. I got great ideas. So <laughs> yeah, this is a serious form of flattery. Yeah. Um, but I'm gonna say Michael Pittman Oof. for for me will finish as. I'm not gonna say a wide receiver one, but a high end wide receiver two this year and next year will be drafted as a wide receiver one on with Matt okay. at, at the helm now. All right. I like that. This, uh, we ended the, uh, the last show with a poll. I don't know if you got to see it when you were in Fiji, if you had service or not, or if your phone fell in the water or was something. This, uh, this was the, what this, what, the this was lobby, the, right. No, no, this, yes, yeah, so you missed it. We did a poll on kind of who's going to be drafted higher. I think it was uh, like AJ Dillon, uh, a couple of those young guys in the running backs. Um, but let's say, uh, let's just go, it's just me and you today. So let's do me and you. Who finishes higher this year? Uh, Pittman or Bateman? Obviously, we've got ours. Uh, put a little friendly fiver on it. Uh, I've obviously got Bateman, but I'll put a poll out there on Twitter at QC Fantasy. Make sure to go check it out. Um, and then even taking into account who's going to be drafted higher next year. So who finishes higher this year and who's drafted higher next year? Are you in on that? Let's do it. All right. I'm sending it out right now before we're done. But that is going to do it for us. Uh, I believe next episode we should have everybody back, uh, depending on which day we record. I'm, I'm, not, I'm actually not sure what time Grant comes back. Uh, but we should be back in full force next time we are on uh, your headphones. Uh, thank you for everybody watching. As I've mentioned, please feel free to give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at QC Fantasy. Uh, check out the website QCFantasy.com. And next week, we will be hitting the Dynasty tight ends. I will be giving some nice takes over what is always seemingly a fantasy wasteland. But we've got some interesting topics yeah, we can talk about. Albert um, o, baby. Albert oh, next God, week. stop. Stop. <laughs> I'm going to purposely try and forget about talking about Albert O next yeah. week. Just like Gronk. We're not going to have to talk about Gronk or Albert O next week. It's great, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. uh, but anyway, thank you again, and we will talk to you guys soon. See you. All right. Yeah, when does Graham come back? I have no idea. All right. Graham's gone forever. Rest in peace, Graham. Rest in peace, Graham. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs>